Beauty and Brains presents a work in progress. Your favorite weekly podcast all about navigating adulthood and adversity with transparency and vulnerability. Here, we highlight progress over perfection. You're listening to my personal professional development diary, where I share the highs and lows and the real and raw parts of the story that no one talks about. I'm your host, Breland Hunt, a work in progress. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are sound in mind and strong in spirit. Welcome back. Welcome back to Work in Progress, the podcast. I'm back for another episode. It's been a long time since we've talked and a lot of things have gone down. So we're going to get into some things today as I catch you guys up. First thing, there's so many, there's so many things we have to get into. Relax, grab a snack. It's kiki time. Okay, set the mood. Go ahead, light a candle. You know, when you haven't talked to your best friend in a long time and y'all meet up or you get on FaceTime and you get comfy because you know that you about to get all the tea, you about to get all the tea. Like that's what this convo is. So bestie, buckle up. <laughs> Let me know down below in the comments. How have y'all been doing? How are you? Are you okay? <laughs> I would love, I would love to do a live podcast with you guys, and maybe I will one day. Um, very Sarah Jakes Roberts style, so that I can kiki with you guys in real time. I would love to like see your comments and be able to talk. And we're gonna do that one day. Work in progress live. Um, but anyway, let me know if you would enjoy that. Let me know how that how you are doing in the comments down below. And if you are listening to the pod, shout out to the audio listeners. If you're looking, you're probably like, something's off, <laughs> something's not right. <laughs> and if you're listening, you have no idea. But we are doing this podcast webcam style. What? This is a first. And we're going to get into why this podcast is being filmed on, on, a, on my webcam, on my bed, <laughs> instead of my usual spot. Um... So let's just get into it. Let's just get into it because we cannot have this podcast be too long. I want you guys to actually click on this video. And I know when they're super long, y'all are like, look, I don't got the time for it. So I missed you guys. I can't wait to get into it. Um, welcome back to work in progress. Okay, so what the heck have I been up to since we've last talked? Sheesh, it's been, it's been a lot. So let's go ahead and do this timeline style. I have my notes over here to the side. So again, if you're looking and I'm like looking a little cockeyed, it's because I'm trying to read my notes over here. Um, so... I'm going to go through my calendar and just kind of go through everything that I've been through these last couple of months. Some things I'll have to make a separate video about because you'll want to hear like all of the tea. And I just want to like, I need to give y'all some of the tea, but I can't like give you all of the tea of all of the tea in like this one sitting. We'll be here all day. We'll be here all day. So my makeup looks really cute today. Okay. I did something a little bit different. It's like, anyway, <laughs> okay. First things first. And Oh my god, I just got nervous. Okay, okay, okay. Let me calm down. I want to put on the fan, but like the fan is right above me, so I know it'll make a lot of noise. Um, but I'm literally I just started to sweat. I get so nervous when I talk about stuff sometimes. <sighs> so first things first, I quit my job. I quit my job in February. <laughs> it's by the time y'all are watching this, it's probably June or like the last day in May. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but 
feels good to finally let that out to catch you guys up. Uh, okay, I think the next pod that I'm going to do, I'm going to give you guys all the tea. I promise. I pinky promise. But yes, child the first job that I ever put in like my proper two weeks and not just like oh I'm moving or oh like I've graduated or oh but like because of toxic workplace environment so stay tuned but just know that that was like really weighing on me for months like I was I was talking about my job and I was like I hate my job like it went from like "Mm, I'm stressed it was like I'm but I'm gonna walk you guys through it and how I ended up making that decision because it was a very hard decision for me to make and then the adjustment afterwards um but yeah I was just I was so unhealth I was so unhappy and I felt like that was very unhealthy for me to be so unhappy for work but I felt guilty because that was a job that I wanted for a long time like that's what I prayed for like I kept saying that to myself like this is a job that I prayed for and I just really wanted it to be I wanted it to I wanted that season to end with me getting into medical school. I wanted to leave that job and to go into medical school. And I don't think that's going to be the case. And when I had to kind of like come to that realization, I was like, I can't be here for another year if I have to do another year or more before getting into medical school. So I felt very ungrateful quitting because I felt like, again, it was something that I prayed for. Um, And again, I was also very uncomfortable leaving a job not on the best terms I would have rather have left like thank you so much for teaching me everything I need to know and now I'm on my way to medical school to be the next OBGYN and I'm gonna pay it forward but it, it just I didn't feel like I completed my goal there but I also felt like I wouldn't really ever be able to and that I needed to move on like for my sanity so it was really hard because the plan that I had for myself again which was to leave once I was matriculating in medical school it didn't happen and I also, I quit with sort of like a backup option in place. And then that actually ended up falling through. So I was unemployed for about a month and a half. And so I'll go into more detail about that in the next pod. I promise, please don't kill me, but I want to be able to like really talk it through with you guys. Um, But that happened in like February slash March. I filmed a pod right around that time but that was also like directly after my grandmother's funeral and also when I gave up my title as Miss Wash Co so I was focusing on like other things and um no I I filmed a podcast The, the last podcast that I filmed was actually right around that time I probably was unemployed when I filmed the last podcast episode that you guys saw and then like the next week I also filmed one but like in between it just no longer felt relevant it was kind of talking about how I feel with social media now and I may upload it but even my thoughts have changed since I posted that I think I was I'm still in a weird place with social media so for me to have posted that I just felt like yeah I just didn't end up posting it because I didn't feel the same way a week later and now a month or two months later I still don't feel the same so it may never see the light of day or maybe I'll do like a reacting to an old podcast that you guys have never heard and I'll interject and say how I do feel I don't know who knows you guys know I don't like to create and dump but yeah that was around that same time um so the last time I really sat down to film a pod was around that time and yeah you guys saw one of them but he didn't see the other. Now, I'm blessed to say that the season of unemployment 
was almost like too short because I had so much rest to catch up on and just other things in life that it flew by. It flew by way too fast. I'm over here like, dang, like, did I really take advantage of that time? I did the best that I could, but I definitely was, um, I'm still tired. <laughs> like I don't, I don't feel like I really had a moment to rest. Like you would assume that I would have. Um, so the first week I had the first week of unemployment, or I don't know why I did air quotes. I was, I was unemployed. My first week of unemployment, I had three job interviews and I also had an interview for a special master's program. So let's talk about that. So at this time, and again, we're like, we're going down the timeline. So at this point, it's March. So I put in my, le uh, my leave of absence. No, I quit. I quit on February 15th. And again, I, I just want to tell you guys now, but I'll go into more detail about that. That I quit February 15th. And um, so this was like, my, so my last day was March 1st. So this is the first week of March that we're talking about. At this time, I still had a good amount of applications out there, but I was prepping for my plan D at this point, which I hate to say, but I was prepping for plan D, D as in dog, for those of you guys who are listening, which was to do a real post back at a school that I would really want to go to in a city that I wouldn't mind living in, in order to help me improve my MCAT and my GPA stats before reapplying. And this was really difficult. And this is still difficult for me because there aren't many programs that I personally want to go to that have like that actual linkage. It's that's an actual linkage program. That's an actual post back. Um, but Morehouse School of Medicine did. And it was my top choice. And honestly, I didn't really say this out loud to you guys. But when I started applying to medical schools, I was like, I'm really starting to feel like I'd rather be at Morehouse School of Medicine as my top choice instead of Howard. I love Howard, but I don't know. I'm at this really weird place where, and I think I talked about this in the pod where I talked about grief, where I was like, I wanted to like build a network here in the DMV area. I wanted to be here where my family was instead of like being all the way in Georgia, like out there by myself. But I think I just didn't, I didn't, never was able to fully take advantage of the network that I do have being a Spelman graduate, like knowing people, just the connections, just everything going on in Atlanta. And I feel like I know, I don't know anybody here. Like my best friend from high school slash middle school, like she no longer lives in the state. Britt moved back to Alabama, by the way. So there was a period of time where she was here, but then she moved. And then like, you know, Jasmine, my friend from college, like she is deployed in Hawaii now. So I have really one friend from high school to two-ishly like two and a half that I keep up with I have like two friends for my job but like I don't really have I wouldn't say I have no friends I know there's people who have no friends but I feel like I have like no friends here and to have friends but then also like just community like people who will just show up for you show out like if I were to like throw a birthday dinner it would be a very small gathering and it's okay you don't necessarily need a lot of people but I also am a person where I have like I do have a lot of friends like I do have a lot of connections so it sucks to be like oh I have like this group of people who I'm still cool with in North Carolina and these people in Georgia and then some of those people are like out in California and then some of them are in New York it's like I just have people all over and I really wanted to put my feet in and really like 
make connections here in the DMV. But then when I was while being here, I'm like, I don't even know if I like this place enough to make my connections here. Like, do I even want to live here forever? Now that my grandmother has passed, I'm like, I don't want to. I want to go. So I was really like, I'm trying to go back to Atlanta. And when I tell you guys, I was manifesting it. I was like, I'm going back to Atlanta. I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. Morehouse School of Medicine, they have this um, master's of medical science program. And that interview was on the 8th. And I was like, okay, if it goes well, I'm just waiting for a response. So the same week, I'm interviewing for jobs that just honestly pay better because that was one of the main reasons. There were so many things wrong with my old job, but one of them was that I wasn't paid well. So it was really hard to do all the work that I was doing and then also like not have enough free time and then also not make enough money. So I'm like, if I have to get a new job, I want those issues resolved. So I want a job where I have more free time. I don't want to have to like work as much. I don't want to have to work as hard and I want to make more money. I'm asking for a lot, I know. I wanted to do research and I felt comfortable quitting my job because I had a research job offer on the table. It ended up falling through and then that's when I ended up having to interview for other jobs. And I like going through, it was really weird how it happened. It's like a, a basically a temp company reached out to me through LinkedIn and was like, hey, if you're looking for medical assistant jobs, um, like I can search for them for you. So I, I got my job, which is another medical assistant job now, spoiler alert, I didn't want to do it, but I ended up interviewing at more, like at first I was interviewing for um, receptionist jobs, like medical receptionist, because I was like, I'm trying to chill. I'm tired of being on my feet. I'm trying to run around. I'm tired of it. Like, I just want to sit on a computer all day, clock in, clock out and leave. I'm tired of the overtime. Like, I'm tired of it. I've done my job. Um, like, I've done my clinical experience work. Like, I'm ready to just chill. And the medical receptionist jobs were interesting because every time I would go to an interview, they were kind of like, oh my gosh, if you're a master of physiology, you have this year, da, 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 da. why don't you try and do like our, our medical assistant position? Why don't you do da, 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 da. And I'd be like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Like y'all are literally paying more for me to sit on my butt. I'd rather do that. Not to say that medical receptionists sit on their butt all day. Like it's definitely, but it's a different type of work, front of house, back of house, are just two different jobs and I was like I want to do more administrative work I'd rather be brain dead at the end of the day than like physically tired to where I can't do anything that's just how I personally felt I wanted to make that switch um but the jobs just ended up like just switching like going into because here's the problem I would do an interview and the interviewer would be like how do you deal with stress and what do you do when you know there's workplace drama and how would you handle situation and i'd be like this sounds like stress this sounds like stress red flags red flag like any red flags and i would tell my the person who was um like getting my interviews for me my temp agent i was like no thank you no thank you no thank you like and they were i was getting job offers left and right and then there were some locations where i was like okay you know what this sounds promising doesn't seem too much yes i'll accept the offer and then the people like they went with somebody else or they didn't uh, give you the job and i was like what the heck so it was like a like i said about a month where i was going back and forth and i was interviewing but the places i liked didn't like me and the places that i didn't like they liked me but like i said i was very intentional about not repeating an overworked toxic environment i wanted more money i wanted less work and overall i was like this is going to be temporary like i plan on being somewhere else in at least six months whether that be in medical school whether that be 
in a master's program, like I'm not going to be at this job forever. I just need some money coming in where I'm not stressed out and I can do other things at the same time. So that ended up landing me with my current job, which is cool. And I will give you guys more detail about that in the next video. But um, the thing is that when I got that job offer my start date was three weeks out and i had to like get shots and testing and stuff like that so i still had a good amount of time to focus on other things now in the meantime while this is going on mid-march i also start preparing for local pageant seasons so once i found out that i was able to compete again in the miss america system because they changed the age limit it took me a while to like officially decide that i was going to do it because i wanted confirmation from god and i kept telling myself if i do do it i'm going to change my social impact initiative instead of it being b squared which is empowering through beauty and brains which is like a mentorship program Although I feel like mentorship is super important and I will always be beauty and brains, I definitely felt like a lot of people do mentorship and it doesn't necessarily make me special, even though it's coming like from this perspective of this relationship that we have here on social media and that I really wanted to utilize the platform that Miss America has and really start building out my advocacy as a maternal health advocate. Because I've said this before, I know exactly why I wanna go into medicine. I know the population that I wanna serve, the people that I wanna help, the statistics that I wanna change. And I think that just being in this season of waiting and uncertainty, I kind of felt like, should I be waiting until I'm a doctor to like, live out my purpose if i really feel like this is my calling there has to be something that i can do here and now in order to to be living out my calling and so i decided or i recognized that i could use the miss america organization to do so and so i created my new social impact initiative as i was solidifying those ideas and like the events that i would do the network that i would need to have i basically just started then like booking locations for my walk if you guys don't know by the time you're listening to this you could possibly still make it if not definitely donate um as a part of my social impact initiative which is called insert name here the education and the advocacy for the maternal health crisis i am organizing my own 5k march for babies so i'm partnering with march of dimes because they are leaders in making sure that moms and babies get a healthy start to life they raise a lot of funds that go towards research grants for the maternal mortality crisis so so i'm partnering with them to raise additional funds as a part of my advocacy but even that like finding like starting that partnership working with them take i was like taking meetings re like rehearsing my talent going to ballet classes every day um, I was getting things together, like I said, for my new job, like doctor's appointments, like some days I rested, but honestly, March was still a very busy season for me. Like, oh, I really miss going to ballet classes every day. Like I was in my grind era and like I was doing meetings and stuff. Like it was, it was a lot going on, even though like I wasn't working and I really wasn't posting like that, but that's what you guys kind of missed. And so now let's talk local pageant season because the moral of the story here. And for the past few months is that things did not go according to my expectations or rather like the perfect plan like what i expected to happen what would be the best case scenario did not happen and it really stressed me out it gave me a lot of anxiety and i even experienced a lot of what i have recently heard of post pageant depression because of like the unexpected turns in the process so let's talk about it 
I chose to do Miss Frederick slash Miss Central Maryland. Now, Miss Frederick is a local pageant here in the Miss Maryland organization that is normally closed to only girls who live, work, or go to school in Frederick, which is an area in Maryland, which I'm not in. Now, this year, they decided to open up a second title called Miss Central Maryland, and that was open to all, like it was an open title. And so anybody and everybody could compete for that title, but only girls who were living, working, breathing in Frederick could um, compete for that title. So it's called like an open title versus a closed title. Miss Frederick was closed, Miss Central Maryland was opened, and both of them received $4,000 for scholarship money. Because if y'all don't know, Miss America is the largest, okay, organization that gives scholarships to young girls. So if you are needing money to go to school, the first runner up in this pageant got $1,500. Like, for scholarships that's a lot of money please hold my foot fell asleep <laughs> oh that's just one thing about sitting on the bed like this okay but yeah so even the first runner-up for the pageant got fifteen hundred dollars so i knew it was going to be like super competitive but i said you know what even if i lose or even if i come in first runner-up i'll still probably make more money um i'll still win more scholarship money than i would probably win in any of the other pageants and there's a lot of other reasons why i decided to do the miss frederick slash central maryland pageant one of them like i said was definitely the scholarship money the other one was the guidance because going into what is officially going to be my last year competing at miss maryland i really feel like i understand like what i need to do but there, it, there's just Receiving the right guidance for you is really important for pageants in general, whether it be coaching, whether it be your director, whether it be your voice coach, your dance instructor, like you need other people to look and have eyes and tell you what you need. And then also just like the network. I feel like with me being in Southern Maryland, there aren't any pageants down here and it's really hard just to like know what's going on have network like I told you guys sometimes I feel like I don't I don't know people around here I don't have people who I can call on um to help me with things or you know I just felt like this organization has been around for a really long time and so they have a really great network and they'd be able to provide me with a lot of guidance now this pageant was a little bit different because they did three weekends of rehearsals before the actual competition so the rehearsals were on Sundays from like one to four and I live an hour and a half away from Frederick but I'm like you know what I'm not working because you know, I'm very particular about my Sundays but I wasn't working during this time so I was like okay no problem I'll literally what I did was I wanted to try out this new church that was in Columbia Maryland which is basically like 30 minutes away from Frederick so every Sunday I would drive to Columbia Maryland I would go to church and then I would drive 30 minutes down to Frederick and then I would drive and then I would do rehearsal there for four hours. And then I would drive back down to Maryland. And I did that every Sunday for three Sundays in a row. And I didn't even mention how the last weekend, right before the last weekend rehearsal, like while rehearsing my talent and stuff, I pulled my hamstring. And the thing is that the entire experience was just different. There were a lot of like good things about it. Like I met a lot of great people. Um, but overall, I ended up not placing at the pageant and it started my spiral because i was like wait a minute <laughs> hold on hold on <laughs> how did i go from humbly how did i go from being top five at miss maryland to not winning a local pageant 
For the past two years that I've competed at Miss Maryland, I've won the locals on the first try. So when I first joined the Miss Maryland organization, I won the title of Miss National Harbor. I went to that pageant and I won. And I was like, okay, cool. This is the first, this is the one, is the one that I want to do. I won it. Let's start working for Miss Maryland. When I wanted to be Miss Washington County, same thing. I was like, okay, I want to do Miss Washington County. I want it. Let's go. This time I was like, okay, cool. This is the pageant that I want to do. Let me go ahead, put in the work. I go three weekends. And the thing about the three weekends, again, in comparison to the other titles, and I think that this is the only local that did this. Going, like, going to rehearsals for three weeks in person before the actual pageant is a complete mind trip. Like, I don't think it was healthy for me. I rarely compare myself to anybody but myself because it's a blessing and a curse, but I'm like sometimes so self-centered. I'm just worried about myself that I don't even have time to pay attention to other people. But because of the way that the director just had this pageant set up, like we had to do everything we did multiple like run-throughs of the show with like just learn the opening number like we gave them all of our paperwork we did mock interviews we showed our talent we did our on-stage question and answers we did our social impact pitches we did our talents like evening gowns dresses like full dress rehearsals multiple times like you really couldn't it was it, you had to do more work to focus on yourself because of the way that she set up the pageant environment, it was it was easier to compare yourself because every weekend you were seeing what other people were bringing to the table instead of normally you're able to just come pageant weekend like that's that Friday maybe you'll learn the opening number Saturday you do your interview Saturday night you perform it's pageant like you don't have time to think about anybody else you don't have time you're just there worrying about yourself but three weeks like. I would find myself being like, okay, I need to work on this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And these are things that I already needed to do for myself, like just preparing for local. But instead of it being me preparing like behind closed doors to myself, I had to like prepare in front of other people. I just didn't enjoy that part of the experience um, for me personally. And then to do all of that and be kind of like in my head the whole time. And it's like, you're overthinking it. You know, you are great. You're worthy. Like you got this, like the crown is yours, blah, 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 blah. And then to not place, I was like, wait a minute, holds on, holds on. <laughs> like what is going on? And after that pageant, I received some feedback that was very difficult for me. And it threw me off because I wasn't doing much different. I wasn't doing I wasn't performing or competing that differently than how I was at States. So I was like upset and I was perplexed and I was regretful. I was like, why did I even come back and compete? Because what the heck? When I walked off the stage of Miss Maryland 2021, I was very proud of myself. I was happy with the way things went. I was like, you know what? I wasn't able to give my all, but from what I was able to give, I gave and I still did well. I I made top five to go from not placing to top five was great. You know, I just, I was happy with it. I was very happy with Lydia winning. I was like, you know what? If ain't nobody gonna win, if I was gonna win, I'm glad my girl won. I'm like, I could have just left it at that. Nobody asked to 
be hurt in this way. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I only came back because I'm like, well, if I have another chance to win, I'll gladly take that chance to win. But it didn't even cross my mind. Like what happens if you lose? And then to lose at a local, y'all, I was spiraling, spiraling. I was spiraling. Like what is going on? After that pageant, I started my new job the next day. Like the pageant was on a Saturday. The pageant's on a Saturday. I spent the night at a hotel. Shout out to Kayla Willing because she ended up spending the night at the hotel with me. God bless her soul. I talked her ear off all night long because I was spiraling. I was like, oh my gosh, like I've lost my touch. Monday, I start my new job, which again, we'll talk about this next podcast. My new job is in Virginia. So I now have an hour and a half commute to work every day. So I'm starting work training which is like training is cool because you're not really really working but you still have to like pay attention and people are like watching you and it's a lot of like introducing yourself to a lot of people and hi how are you and oh one telling people your story and it's like it's still a lot of people energy you know and so for me to like come from the the two days before me being upset and perplexed and regretful and I'm like do I even want to compete again do I just want to be like wait a minute nope this is a mistake let me go ahead and put in my towel thank you so much MAO but I don't really want to compete anymore or like do I want to move forward with another local pageant so that I can become eligible to compete at Miss Maryland so I'm training I'm driving three hours a day and I'm trying to prepare myself for these competitions here's a little bit of background to where the next obstacle end up coming about. So for a Christmas gift, my mom gave me tickets to see Mean Girls on Broadway. And I was super excited about it because I, I mentioned it to her. It was really a great gift. I mentioned it to her in passing and she got me the gift like without me asking for it. And I feel like those are the best gifts. I've told you guys about how I'm not a fan of Christmas in general, but I'm really not a fan of gift giving. I suck at it. And I also, I suck at receiving. <laughs> gifts I don't really like to and I also suck at giving gifts so this was a gift that was given to me that I really enjoyed and so it made Christmas just all the much better so I was looking forward to this I've been looking forward to this since December and this was the same weekend as competition number three so giving you again the rundown of just how Maryland works this is this whole section is like pageant diaries um basically there were four local pageants this season for Miss Maryland. There were four chances that you had to win a title on stage in Maryland in order to be eligible to compete at Miss Maryland. There were a few appointed titles. Some were given like back in September and some were given like in April where you didn't necessarily have to compete for them, but they were like, you know, they were given out to girls who, who had either competed before or you did interviews. But unfortunately for me, I really wanted to compete on stage, wear my dress, interview with the panel and be able to like just have the whole full experience. That way I was ready for Miss Maryland. And I knew like I was capable of competing at Miss Maryland again and doing well, especially with my new social impact initiative. I know I've done it before, but I'm like, things are different this time. Clearly things are different this time. So there were four chances and one of them was Miss Washington County slash Western Maryland where I was giving up my title. So I only had three chances to compete. The first one after the one that I did was Miss Frederick slash Central Maryland, which I did and I didn't place. So now there's two competitions left in the season. The first one, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to do it because, oh, Mean Girls is that weekend. Like this is a Christmas gift. I don't want to ask my mom to like 
I want to go, so I can't go. It turns out that Mean Girls on Broadway was the same weekend as that fourth competition. So I had to do the competition. So I had to do competition number three or else I would run out of chances. So competition one, I gave up my title. I'm not eligible to compete again. Competition two, I compete. I don't place. This is competition number three. Miss Montgomery County slash Miss Southern Maryland slash Miss Rockville. And this experience was honestly a blur. Like my family wasn't able to attend and it wasn't even two days. Like in conjunction, like in in contrast with the previous pageant where we competed, where we practiced for three weeks and then we competed on the fourth weekend. This one, we did Zoom interviews the night before. I literally got my gown picked up from the dry cleaners the next day, and then I drove to Rockville to compete. And the reason, one of the big reasons why I competed was because one of my, my sister queen, Kayla, who we competed together at Miss Central Maryland slash Miss Frederick, we had our sleepover. And she was like, hey, there's eight girls competing next weekend. If you compete, you'll be the ninth. And if there's nine girls competing, instead of giving away two titles, they'll give away three. So you'll have more chances to win because everybody was like, the main reason why you didn't win or one of the big reasons why is because one of the titles were closed and one of them was open. So because... You, you didn't have enough chances like you didn't really have a fair shot like you had to be you, you had to out score too, too many people basically and I'm like no excuses like I just need the best one I need to be the best one on the stage if I'm not the best then it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the blah 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 but I mean at the end of the day it it was true like there just was a there were a lot of stipulations in place to where it was harder for me to win than for me not to win um and so this pageant weekend, I was like, okay, I'll do it. They're giving away three titles. On stage, they ended up saying like, we're giving away a third title. They said it the night before, like during interviews that this third title is only open to newcomers only. So only if it's been like your first time competing in the Miss Maryland organization, or like if this was your first time coming from like teen to Miss. So... Once again, it was like all these girls, nine girls competing. Again, I was so focused on myself that I can't even tell you like the right numbers, but it was basically like, let's just say four girls who were eligible for Miss Montgomery County. I wasn't one of them because I don't live in that county and that's another close title. And there were maybe like six girls who were eligible for the Rockville title. I wasn't eligible for that one because I'm a returning competitor. So they competed for those titles. And then for Miss Southern Maryland, it was me and Kayla. We were the only two girls who were only eligible for that title. But everybody else, all nine girls, were also eligible for that title as well. I hope it makes sense. It can be really confusing. And honestly, I love you, Miss Marilyn, but it's really dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. Um, so she ended up winning that title. I ended up winning first runner up to Miss Southern Maryland. And again, the whole thing was just a blur because I felt like I did everything fine. I can't even remember the question that they asked me on stage. I remember my interview being okay. My interview at Miss Frederick slash Central Maryland, I did not like it. And I knew going into it, I was like, this isn't going to be good. I felt like the, um, I didn't like it. It was one of the worst interviews and it wasn't even fully me. It was like, I felt like the judges weren't weren't happy to speak to me they weren't like oh we're excited to get to know you they were more like 
why do you want to be like what where are you coming from and I just did not like it I was like oh I don't I don't I don't feel welcomed here um so this interview it went fine I felt fine about it um I, like I said I felt like I did everything fine I just remember being on this I just remember only thing I remember is that the stage was smaller than I would have liked for my talent and I was the only dancer everybody else was like a singer or they play instrument or whatever or monologues and stuff so the size of the stage didn't really matter for anybody but me but I was like I really can't do my talent as full out as I would like to because the stage was just really small but there were no major mishaps like I've had worse things happen before I'm not even doing my talent like to the best of my abilities because I'm injured, which is a, a whole nother thing that like mess with my mind, literally mess with my body. Like my hamstring is still not 100% and I don't even know what's wrong with it. Like it's a different type of pain that I've never had before. Anyway, long story short, we were all competing for one title and I didn't walk away with the crown. I was first runner up. I didn't even receive any prizes, like not top interview, not top nothing. And they gave away like 10 different prizes and I left empty-handed and I was like this was a waste of my time <laughs> like I literally could have been recuperating from the emotional drama that I just I won't call it trauma but like just the emotion that I put myself through the week before with the pageant and I was like I wouldn't have done all of this like and it's a lot to compete in a local because there's like paperwork and there's there's so much I was like and I'm it's also my first week at work I'm like so I don't even have the mental capacity to really like take on something else out y'all I was over it I, I quit pageants that's how I felt I literally left and I said you know what I shouldn't I shouldn't have competed here today I'm quitting I'm done I don't want to do this anymore this is no longer fun like competing in pageants is only fun if you win or close but I mean first runner-up is close sure first runner-up at Miss Maryland is acceptable to me first runner-up at a local is not acceptable to me not after coming third runner-up to Miss Maryland the year before not at not no I was like this just isn't this isn't what I want for myself like some people were like you know you should be happy first runner-up congratulations like thanks but no I'm like this just isn't it for me to top it all off, you guys, I was I was vlogging all of this. I hope it's I can make it into a vlog, but I left my vlog camera. Like when I tell you, I was I wasn't even mad after the pageant. I was like, "What the heck am I doing? Like, what the heck just happened?" And I was like, "I'm ready to go home." That's all I felt. I literally was like, "I'm ready to go home." Like I drove an hour there. No, I probably drove two hours there. Rockville is like an hour and a half, but like with traffic or whatever. So I drove two hours there. I was like, "It's a long drive back. My family wasn't there. I didn't win. What am I doing here? I'm going home." Like I was just like, "I'm ready to go home and get something to eat." I'm like packing up all my stuff. I put my vlog camera on top of the car while I'm packing my car up drive away and that is why ladies and gentlemen you guys are listening to this podcast or you're watching it as a webcam podcast because I have not had my vlog camera and that was the second week in April or the third so I haven't had a vlog camera in about a month and a half which is a big reason why you haven't had any content from me I literally haven't had a camera and I called the the location where it was at and I was like y'all at least just let me know if you see broken like camera pieces on the floor out there like did I lose it did somebody steal it I don't think that somebody like the camera is gone and I was so mad too because like 
I had the SD card. I was like, it's one thing if I have to buy another camera, that's fine. But that SD card, I had been recording so many things on that SD card. It, like, it'll make me cry if I think about how much was on that SD card that I have just been like procrastinating because I've been creating content. That's the problem. I've been creating content. I just haven't like sat down, edited a lot of it. So I, it, but now it's like a lot of it is all gone. And I, I'm, I'm still very gutted about it. And I haven't bought a new camera yet, but I told myself, okay, I need to stop letting it stop me. I'm like, you can easily film your podcast with your webcam. You still have your mic and stuff. Or I'm like, or you could just do an audio one. So I don't know. We'll see how that ends up turning. We'll see how this ends up turning out. But um, yeah, tragic. I do not have a camera at this time. And then to top it all off, literally while I was there that competition day, I got waitlisted from the Morehouse program. So the next day I was crying all day. And the next day was um, Easter. So I went to like the same church that I went to in Columbia. They had one that was in PG County. So I went there and it was like right, it was in the neighborhood of my grandmother's house. So I like that day was just so sad for me because I just, I was just so sad on from so many different angles, so many different aspects. Like, of course, sad that I lost the pageant, but also just kind of like not even understanding why fully, like why am I now unsuccessful in something that I once was successful in? Like I thought that I was good at this. I thought that, you know, this was gonna make me happy. I was like, I, I genuinely was already at a bad place kind of in life. And I was like, well, this is something that should make me happy. Like I need to do more things that make me happy. Pageants make me happy. That's a great reason to compete. And instead they made me super unhappy. Like I was even thinking, which is again, so mean to myself, we have to do better at this. But I was like, I feel like my grandmother was my good luck charm because y'all know like she was my biggest fan when it came to pageants. And I felt like, you know, this is my first time competing when she's not here. And and I and I feel different. I, I don't feel the same. I don't I don't feel like it's hitting the same. Like something's just off. And I'm like, maybe she was my good luck charm. And now that she's not here, it's just not it's just not hitting the same. Like it just, I, I no longer have, you know, that, that spark, that spark or that charm that she, that I carried with me because I knew that she was cheering for me. Um, so yeah, that whole next day I was crying and I like went to my grandmother's house to talk to my grandpa because like I said, I was just really sad and I would have loved to, I know she would have been there for me. Or, you know, just it's so hard to try and think about like what she would say in the situations all the time. Sometimes I'm like, I just wish that you were here so you could tell me yourself. Um, and like I said, I was at an all time low, but my grandfather, my grandfather is also obviously grieving and he has a really hard time with like, I guess just people who remind him of, <laughs> of my grandmother, um, which is me. And so he didn't even answer the door for me. That's a whole nother situation. I didn't even get to talk to my grandfather that I, I keep wanting to say grandfather. I didn't even end up talking to my grandpa that day. Um, so yeah, it's a really sad time. And like directly after it though, I did receive an outpour of encouraging messages like, please don't quit. Please try again. I believe in you. And I mean, they were coming from everybody like 
everybody, like people who I didn't know, people who I did know, people who I used to compete with, people who I just competed with, people like everywhere. And I'm like, people knew, <laughs> like y'all knew because I didn't even say it. it's not even like I announced it. I'm quitting. But in my mind, like I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. It, that's literally all it was. I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't really wish to do this anymore. And somehow <laughs> with everybody just like reaching out to me, reaching out to me, reaching out to me, I was like, I'll try one last time. And this one, this pageant was Miss Allegheny slash Miss Cumberland. This was the last local of the season. That whole week was a hot mess. I'll have to go into more detail at a later time because this is getting long. But um, that I ended up having to switch the Mean Girls on Broadway show instead of going on Saturday, I ended up going on Thursday, which made the week super hectic because I had a lot of deadlines that I need to do. Um, and although I ended up winning a title that day, I was upset at myself because the next weekend they they ended up doing like a digital sweeps. And if you're familiar with MAO, like sweeps is like the last time where you can win a title, like everybody comes and it's like a really, it's a big pageant in the sense of like, if you did not receive a local title with one of the competitions so far in the season, everybody can come back and compete again. And instead of giving away two or one title, they'll give away like four or five titles. So it's like the last sweep of local titles given away. This year, I believe all um, Miss America organization states did their sweeps virtually. And that was the next weekend. And they gave away a title of Miss Prince George's County. <laughs> and I loved that title. I didn't get to have it for that long. <laughs> We'll go into more detail about it later, but I ended up winning the title of Miss Cumberland. <laughs> so that was like good. It was good. It was good. So I'm currently Miss Cumberland. That is the title that I have. And so now I'm preparing for Miss Maryland, which is in June. Uh, Miss Maryland, Miss Maryland week starts June 20th and the final competition is June 25th. If you guys are following me on my pageant Instagram at Miss Cumberland MD, you've seen that I've been doing as much as I can because I, like I said, I've been planning since like January, February to have my new social impact, but I didn't earn a title until the last week of April. So now I'm trying to do everything that I've had planned to do in the next two months leading up to Miss Maryland, just to show that like, you know, I'm capable and I've, and I'm, you know, capable of being Miss Maryland, capable of doing the work that my social impact initiative isn't just a, what I want to do, what I plan to do, but what I currently am doing. And the reason why I'm like semi-sad about the title that I earned was just simply because it was a vanity moment. Like I wanted so bad for me to have that moment of me winning on stage that I sacrificed what I probably should have done in the situation. Like my hair wasn't done. I didn't get the highest title that night. I'm very grateful for the title. I'm happy, but I think that I was already kind of just like upset that I had to be there competing for my third time around. Um, I don't know how else to, I don't know how to explain it without sounding like, oh my God, like I didn't even want that title. Like, oh my 
I won, but I didn't win the title I want because at the end of the day, like you have to be grateful. There are people who wanted to compete at Miss Maryland and they're not able to. And I wanted to share this because I didn't show all of that on Instagram. You guys didn't see any of it. I didn't post anything until I won my title as Miss Cumberland. And I had like my Morehouse brother and he was kind of like, oh, like really won another title. Like, of course she did. And I'm like, you have no idea literally how hard I had to work for this title. Like I was told no multiple times. It took not just, it just, it didn't just take me not quitting to win the title. Like that was a big part of it, but it also took like a lot of like mental courage and strength that I did not have. And I had to pull from the depths of my soul. And like, it took a lot for me to now sit here and say that I'm Miss Cumberland. Um, and I think that a lot of times people just see things on Instagram, you know, it's the highlight reel, like of of course, it didn't show every weekend like, oh, I got first runner up, oh, blah, 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 because I was kind of just like, like, there was just too much going on to really fully comprehend enough to share it. But yeah, I think in general, where I'm going at right now, leading up to the Miss Maryland competition is that I'm really just in my head because I feel like if multiple girls have overscored me at the local level, that there's a great chance that they'll overscore me at the state level and that I won't win. And this is different for everybody. And, you know, there's always like this age old quote that's like different judge, different day. Like just because you didn't win this local doesn't mean that you wouldn't win states. Um one of my favorite things is that when I didn't win my second local, somebody on the Miss Maryland board, shout out to Tammy, she um, she saw me, like she, she looked in my eyes and she grabbed my hands and she was like, I just want everybody to know because she's on the board, she's the producer, but she was a previous Miss Maryland. She was like, the year that I won Miss Maryland, I did not win my first local that year. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank God. <laughs> like, because to me, when I didn't win the first local, I was like, oh, crap, like, there's no way I can be Miss Maryland if I didn't win the local like that. That's not. And then you didn't win your second local like, girl, you were, you were washed up like it's not happening. And and I talked about this before, but like as a black woman who is trying to break this streak of there not being a black Miss Maryland in 17, 18 years, like I know that it has to be undeniable indisputable like I have to be the best person there because if it's even like a mm, they'll give it to somebody else because that's just the way that politics and pageantry work as a black woman and so I've already kind of like counted myself out um leading up to the competition because I'm like <laughs> you didn't win two locals in a row but I have two months I had two months now I got a month but I've been putting in work in order to be that undeniable, indisputable winner because I was a different person at my local than I was in my state competition both years. So I know that I can make a lot of adjustments. And if I just make a few tweaks, I'm hoping I'm just I'm just going to try my best. I'm just going to try my best and hope that this is my year and not get so stuck in like the fact that I was unsuccessful in the local season so many times impact the way that 
states can go. I know that was a very, very long segment, but um, I think a big part of what I've been up to while I've been gone has been pageants. So that's a really deep dive into my pageant diary. You literally just read multiple pages out of it. So that's the update on that. And the Monday and Tuesday after winning the pageant that I did win Miss Cumberland, I ended up having an interview for another post back program. And I'm not going to say the name for this one just yet because I'm like still waiting to play out my options, but I'll end up telling you guys eventually. So just stay tuned. The point is that I literally don't know what's going to go on in my life in the next six months. Like it's possible that I'll still be here in Maryland or at least still in the DMV area for another year. And now that like my worst fear is happening, like me not getting into medical school and me having to like figure out something for another year. I'm just trying to figure out like if it was ever in the cards for me to like leave Maryland at this time, like, is there a reason that I need to be here? Because manifesting my life in Atlanta, it didn't work. <laughs> like it just, it didn't work. It doesn't seem to be working right now. I'll go more in depth with an update on my plans with school and everything. But just to be honest, like life has just had me so wrapped up that I genuinely, I just don't know what next year will look like for me. I don't know what my next month will look like. And this is completely out of my comfort zone. If you guys know me, like I said, I'm like, we're on plan D. Like, I'm like, okay, what are we doing in January, 2023? Like I'm usually five steps ahead of myself, but I'm learning. <laughs> because I am a work in progress to literally let go and let God and just surrender because ultimately like things are going to work out according to his plan. And the Bible says that if we believe it will be exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ever dream, ask or imagine. So it's just really interesting because here we are and the season of uncertainty continues. But this time I'm doing it like with a surrendering posture because I'm genuinely like at my wits end and I can't try to guide myself any longer. That's where the title of this podcast comes from, Arresting My Assumptions. I listened to this bomb sermon and I'm going to leave it here in the kingdom keys. So I could win Miss Marilyn next month and that could make my year look one way. I could get into a program here or very far from here, or I could do my own thing. I could move. I could stay here. Like there are so many variables, but instead of trying to control it all, I'm just buckling in for the ride. So let's get into some kingdom keys about trusting God because I listened to the sermon by Darius Daniels and that's what inspired the title of this podcast arresting my assumptions and for some of you you are wondering like lord how much more humility and breaking do i need and god's like it's not because you're bad it's because your calling is so great that it requires a certain kind of person so joseph's got to feel confused because he's like now once i got out of the pit god i thought I thought, I thought I was good. Why do I feel like you teasing me? Why do I feel like you've got me on this roller coaster? So he in prison, upset. It's a nightmare. 
But I want you to see how he manages this nightmare season. Because you manage nightmare seasons by managing you. You can't manage the season. The only thing you can manage is you in it. When you're having a nightmare season, do you still work your gift? Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, will you work your gift when you're mad? Will you work your gift when you're frustrated? Will you work your gift when you're confused? Will you work your gift when you're hurt and disappointed? Because some of us start pouting when we have pain and we don't perform our purpose. Did you hear what I just said? How many of us would have been working our gift sitting in a prison? We would have been pouting. We would have been upset. Helping people that can't help him. Because some of us only want to use our gift for Pharaoh. But he used this gift in the middle of a nightmare season on people that could do absolutely nothing for him. Not realizing that sometimes God connects you with people not for where they are, but for where they're going. <sighs> because one of those men got out of prison. And one of those men started working for Pharaoh. And a Pharaoh eventually had a dream. And he remembered there was a man in prison that interpreted my dream, he can interpret yours. Dreams have seasons that feel like nightmares. And it's those seasons and circumstances that make you question if you saw correctly. But you don't have a dream from God if you never questioned it. See, y'all miss what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, if, if you hadn't gone through a season where you question, did I hear correctly? Did I see this accurately? Because there are always components, circumstances, and seasons of the dream that you don't see. God will not reveal them on the front end because watch this there is no revelation you can receive without experience that makes the inconvenience worth it he's saying I'm trusting you to trust me I'm trusting you to trust me in seasons that feel like nightmares I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast here because I know it's been a lot and we have much more to catch up on in later podcast episodes. So make sure that you are subscribed, subscribe to the podcast, especially if you're listening. Um, I know it's been a while, but if you subscribe, you'll know when I post. Okay, because it may not be every week. But when I post, you'll know. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. You can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're not already watching the pod, don't forget there are accompanying video podcasts on my YouTube channel, Beauty and Brains. So join me over there and subscribe to that channel as well. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Breland Hunt. You can also follow my pageant Instagram at Miss Cumberland MD or visit my website, BrelandHunt.com for weekly podcast updates or to contact me to share your story. 
Until next time, be sure to live each day to the fullest because you only live once and give yourself some grace. We are all just a work in progress. Another episode down. I promise it won't be that long before our next one. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.